Welcome to the Motherline Podcast, a space of authentic conversation and exploration of life and lineage, honoring the daughters who came before us and those that will arrive after. The Motherline, sharing always with the intention to weave together the mother-daughter perspective, to heal and gain deeper connection, discovery, and inspiration through the untangling and following of the red thread. From our hearts to yours, your hosts, Ariana and Kaylee Alloway. Yeah, I was saying the other night we should have just been recording because... I know. (laughs) I feel like a lot of our conversations go like that. Like the one even this morning through tech. I know. Are you looking at me or do you look at yourself? (laughs) (laughs) You can see me looking at myself, so that's weird. But I'm looking at you. I'm like glancing at myself every so often. (laughs) Like this? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So I guess let's just one of the most frequently asked questions or requests that you and I get is to do more together or about our mother-daughter relationship and then also about my birthing experience. So you and I, we've been talking about this for, I remember um, we went to that place in Round Rock where it was like the outdoor, back in the day you walked to each house and they're really old houses. Do you remember going there with all the kids? What was it called? I can't remember. <laughs> it was like set up back in the old days before like heat and electricity. Anyway, yeah. we were driving home from that. And so you had to have been like 16, maybe 17. And we were talking about this. Actually, I think it was just after you came out. Yeah. We were talking about how that would be a really cool conversation to have openly. Do you remember yeah. that? I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah, We've been talking about that, this for years. So um, what do we just decided, like, let's just do it. Right. Yeah. Just like a lot of things, it just kind of felt right. And so we just decided. And no plans, no scripts. Mm -hmm. We're just going to allow it to go. (laughs) But it's crazy because we've always been thinking about doing something together. Mm -hmm but we haven't really been clear on what that was going to be. And I think this is a good way to maybe like figure that out while just being us. Yeah. Because I get so many requests of people just asking like, share more with you and your mom, you know? And I don't really understand what that means <laughs> a lot of the time, Yeah. but I don't know. Maybe this is a good way to explore that. Yeah. Explore that, yeah. what that means. Yeah come up with some different things that we've been thinking about yeah because it is it it feels like a really such a simple question when we're asked like how are you guys so close it seems so simple to answer but really it's like I don't know yeah Yeah. it is interesting but yeah I want to explore that more Mm -hmm. yeah but today, yeah, what? So it's exciting. It is. Seeing where this goes. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, but then today, because Atreyu turns two this weekend, um, mm-hmm. we wanted to just 
share his birth story um, since you were such a big part of it. Um, I, I can't believe he's two. What? I can't believe he's two. I know, me either. I so, think uh, that whole, not even just the birth, but that whole, that entire time in our life was such a turning point, I mm. feel. And there was just like some big changes happening in both yeah. of our lives. So yeah. I think we can speak to that a little bit and maybe why it felt so big, the birth, because it was honestly so small compared to everything else that was happening with that. Right. But I think the birth really, it showed, you could see during the birth how everything else was so big in, the, in our lives. And oh my goodness. Real turning, yeah. even in the postpartum, in, mm-hmm. your, in your postpartum. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think we we all felt as a family a huge amount of shifting taking place or about to take place like on the horizon. And there was this like quickening happening that we all couldn't place or really like grasp or understand. Um, or even realized was truly happening at that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I mean, what was going on in the collective is like, whew. Like right yeah right in the middle of the COVID yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah but even in your pregnancy you know we found out that we were moving to Germany yeah and I would like I want to know how you felt about that during your pregnancy because we were originally supposed to leave in yeah. October and you so were you just to have him in November uh, yeah I was sad I remember feeling like I didn't want to waste such precious time worrying about like what I couldn't control, Yeah, which is so funny because that kind of ended up being like the huge lesson. But mm-hmm. at that time, I, I wanted to be more excited for you and Abby versus like how, how it was directly affecting what was happening with me. Um, but I, I had like, I was sad that you weren't gonna meet him as a new mm-hmm. or potentially for until he was like a toddler because of the travel restrictions. We had no idea at that time what that was gonna right. look like. Um, so yeah, I felt a lot of worry, but I also felt so grateful for like how things were at that time. You and Abby were able to come over so often and everything was just so hill, like the, right. the backyard together and spending three days just, being with one another there was so I that I remember feeling like hugely grateful for yeah I think I avoided thinking too much about your absence with the birth though yeah I don't think I really allowed myself to go there very much yeah I think for me I put off accepting that we were going to Germany I was excited obviously for the opportunity but I also was scared and sad that I would be missing out on a sibling Mm -hmm. because I was so present in all of my other siblings I was you know like and so that was something hard to work through even though I was there for the birth which I'm really grateful that I was Mm -hmm. but being missing so much even though in his like his entire life Mm -hmm. was a lot to work through being so present in all of my other siblings right when they were young yeah 
I remember us saying up until up until you left, like it just doesn't feel real. I know. It doesn't yeah. feel real. I think maybe that was why it, it was yeah, it was just so hard to wrap our like minds and our hearts around like mm -hmm. going to Germany. Yeah, it was so weird. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think and he was born like he was born on the 27th and uh we left i think december 5th yeah so only it was like a week right yeah and yeah. i i remember starting to feel some nerves because this was the first baby that i had gone past that kind of guest time mm -hmm. that you know the the 40 week mark right yeah i remember that yeah by a lot <laughs> right <laughs> But we were also trying to, you know, like keep it chill and everything mm -hmm. will happen when it happens and what's meant to happen will happen. Right. I remember feeling grateful for that. I, we, I think we could sense each other's stress kind of starting to bubble a little bit. Like, yeah. Um, like, she, even if we didn't shift. want to do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it things, well, we first thought, like, okay, so you're not going to be there. And then things kind of started to fall into place where you were going to be there. And then it was like, flipping away <laughs> we just need you here yeah got this many days left and then we also had to extend our time at the site we were at mm -hmm. which i guess we should start yeah if you want to get into yeah. the birth a little bit so you found so you and abby found out that you were moving to germany mm -hmm. and then august so i was very pregnant he was well, obviously born November, mm -hmm. um, that my husband's position, he was, I guess, in a sense, laid off. And then, because um, he works through government contracting. And so to be hired back on in a similar position, we had to move to Oklahoma and quickly. And they were actually really great about working with the situation that we had. He explained how pregnant I was. So we drove three times back and forth from Texas to Oklahoma looking for a home. Keep in mind, renting for a family of our size is near impossible. And the market was, houses were just flying within hours. And so we found nothing. And then we decided to build um, just a small little home. But in that process, we would have to be in a camper. So we put our house on the market, sold the first day. Yeah, and then things just started to fly at that mm -hmm. point, um, preparing for, for that shift in transition. We sold and we're in the camper November 10th, I wanna say. Yeah, it was around then. I think I was going into my 39th week, which was, <laughs> Sorry. I look back like, holy shit like being that pregnant and selling a house and then holding space for so many littles and then being so pregnant what like, I think like, what I was, like thinking like not that we had we, you know not that we had much of a choice or at least in the time felt like we did the light's kind of funny but working with what we have here um, there that's a little bit better I'm gonna lean forward but uh yeah it was a lot and then you guys were stressing, having your own stresses outside of our shifting because you were waiting, like everything was yeah, I mean, we were in the middle. You guys, 
yeah, we were in the middle of moving and preparing to move overseas. Yeah. Passports so, and yeah. Oh yeah, I lost my birth certificate. Pets, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Much for all of us. Yeah. Yeah, and then the day you went into labor, it was the, it was the first day that the campsite that <laughs> we were staying at had their light show. Yeah. And literally as soon as you went into labor is whenever they opened to right. have the light show. And it was the first day. So it was packed. Yep. And so the only way, the only way to get to the campsite was through this massive, like four mile line. Like it was crazy. And this was, he was born that year. It fell on the day after Thanksgiving. So it was, it was packed. Mm -hmm. And we were, how far away were you guys? You were close, but not. Well, we were coming up there anyways for dinner, I think. Okay. Um, we were, Abby and I were leaving our apartment and then coming to the camper to hang out with you guys and bring food. Mm -hmm. but we were going to come a little bit later and I think we were in line picking up food whenever dad texted us or called us I can't remember to well, I, remember, I remember texting you yeah I think you texted me but then like it was like something like like not serious it was like don't be serious you know I think just things like no I think you said my water broke but like yeah you know and, but then I didn't hear from you. <laughs> right. Okay. So, so let's go back a little bit and I'll kind of, yeah. I'll go through what was happening on my end. Yeah. So we were checking in with each other often because at this point I was almost 42 weeks. I was not, I was, I was feeling great other than feeling kind of a little impatient and tired from, you know, not sleeping. I wasn't having sensations or waves or pressure, nothing. How usually it's like weeks in advance, I'm having the pedromonal labor and things are kicking up. I was, it was fine. It was like, I'd get like an hour or so in the evenings when you guys would be hanging out with us and then it would just be mm -hmm. go away, remember? Yeah, I remember that. Normal, but definitely for being this um, pregnant, it was like, what's going on? Um, for my experience. And so we had checked in with each other and I was saying, felt fine. I was doing laundry, cleaning up the camper um, and was dancing and moving my hips and trying to pass the day. And your dad came home <clears throat> with uh, stuff to hang up the TV. And I sat down and took a breath and then felt that that snap and the gush and I said my water just broke and I started crying <laughs> and um text you and because of Esme which is another birth story I haven't shared um hers was like a 36 hour labor and usually my births are between four and seven hours. So I would, had prepared myself to have another lengthy birth because I didn't want to make the mistake of assuming it would be quick, quick, mm -hmm. like I did with Esme. So I was telling you like, don't run, 
It's gonna, it will probably be tomorrow. Just take your time, grab dinner. You guys were going to Chipotle, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and I felt fine. I still, even after my water's released, um, I expected to start feeling some waves and sensations and I didn't. And what time was this around? Do you remember? We should have checked our phones. I think it was like 430. Yeah, that probably sounds right. Yeah, around there? Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, maybe a little bit earlier. But then uh, I had said, like, I just want to labor by the campfire outside. <laughs> take advantage of our situation. I just want to labor and birth outside under the trees and stars and the fire. Because <laughs> you're planning to have a longer birth. Yeah, I was going to just, if I was going to do this like I did Esme, it was going to be you know like but of course of course it would <laughs> no it wasn't <laughs> um which is the le- it is the lesson always right it's always right. Not um then I had called I had texted my midwife and I had said my water's open I'm feeling great I don't want you to come <laughs> um again because of what happened with my previous birth with Esme I wasn't ready for anybody to be there besides family I wanted. And we had spoke about her coming after the baby anyway. Um, And she was respectful of that and supportive of that. And then things just suddenly started to pick up. And I don't know, I mean, is that when your dad was starting to communicate with you? Because that's when I was like, that's when I went. Yeah. Yeah, he called us. I can't remember what time. I just know that we were in line. Like we had just gotten to the Chipotle to get food and we're debating not even staying to get the food because he sounded very urgent on the phone for us to get there. And we were like thinking like, oh no, this light show is about to happen and there's going to be so many cars. Well, we ended up getting the food and heading over there and we got there right at five. And that's right when they opened the gate for the light show. And so oh there was gosh. already there was already a line of cars and so I didn't realize it took you that long just to get to the trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Cuz well there was a whole thing because there was already a long line and we couldn't just cut the line because there was only one way in. So we decided to get out on foot. <laughs> <laughs> Like, me and Abby were like running past all these cars and to go to like the security guard to let us through before all of these other cars so that we could get to our campsite and so we like ran up there and asked the security guard to like open the side that cars weren't supposed to go through but we explained our situation and he let us through okay. and um yeah and then we went up there and I think that was at like five Okay, so we got there like right before everything. (laughs) I wasn't there for long. No, no, not at all. Because, well, okay, so I guess I'll, yeah, I'll just continue. But the, so things started to pick up. You were making your way. Your dad was outside with the kids starting the fire. I was, his birth was so different. Usually I find my little 
nest space and that's where I am. I don't do too much moving around. Um, I kind of just labor in one spot. I might go in the bathtub but early part of it, but I'm not like a water birther at all. Um, and I just could not find like my place to like anchor into. So I was like on the ball, like going to the bed. And I remember laying on the bed and feeling this like rush of anxiety, like a panic attack was about to come on. And so I got out um, and I went to sit on the toilet because I had started to feel some pressure. This was again, like I had been starting, I had felt like I'd really, my labor was picking up and I was inactive. Well, I thought I was inactive. I was in transition. Um, I was on the toilet and your dad came in and he was like, you told me not to, not to have anything that resembled a birth stool. And I was just like, <laughs> I'm okay. Because again, as May's birth, I did not want anybody to recommend a birth stool or anything to me just let me do my thing mm -hmm. um and things started to get really intense while I was on the toilet so I got up and I made it to barely under the camper refrigerator yeah. which is like a foot remember I'm in this <laughs> tiny trailer and oh actually so I left the I left the toilet and I was just roaring at this point and again usually I'm not like I don't think I'm a loud birther like I I, I whimper but mm -hmm. there's not like I've never been like <laughs> yeah this one was definitely way more intense than yeah it was usually I'll you know I do a lot of like moving through my um contractions and like like little whimpers or like I'm vocal, but it's not like, it's more of like, well, Rowan was like a bawling sheep and they're all just like, ah, you, but Atreyu, I was like growling and screaming and um, it felt like I was just being boomerangs from my body with each contraction. Like I couldn't like anchor into anything. And like when women describe it as like, you leave your body, Yes, I've experienced that sensation before, but this was like boomeranging. I couldn't like it was happening so fast, and like, but I wasn't having time to drop back in. So I remember this feeling of like trying to find my spot, but I was like stumbling through this camper, contracting, and like feeling like Hulk, like pulling off my shirt and like through the contractions. Like I felt like Hulk, and. Then I found my spot underneath the camper refrigerator and still I was having these like just could not stay like in my body enough to catch my breath and to gather myself between even contractions and I remember like asking your dad I need you just to put your hand on my shoulder so I could feel grounded because I felt like I couldn't even like how, like gain the ability to just to like I was so I was like sh being so shot into this whole nother dimension for myself that I was like I'm not going to be able to like birth this baby like I need to like drop in a little just a little bit yeah. um, so I remember him like me asking him I need you to put your hand on my shoulder and just 
like tell me I'm doing great. <laughs> just tell me I'm doing great. Tell me it's okay. And put a washcloth on my head. I just needed to like feel anchored between contractions and they were coming back to back. And I was confused because I had only been having contractions for like 20, 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, what is happening? Cause you know, from the outside it was been like, well, this is, you know, a really quick labor, but when you're in it, you're like, and then I was so, I was so hung on to Esme's story and mm-hmm. carrying a little bit of fear and a repeat of that, of wanting to, in the control of wanting to be ready and prepared for this lengthy birth that it did not ever cross my mind. Like he's, he's here already. He's coming. Yeah. And I remember thinking like, holy shit, I still have hours of this. Like I need to get on top of this. Why is this like, this is wild. Um, Like I could never get into a rhythm, which is something like with, when you let birth unfold naturally and you allow the woman to like find her song and her rhythm within her birthing experience you do see a pattern of you see her like get on top of it you see like a contraction a really big wave and then the next one will not be it'll be a little bit softer Mm -hmm. and this was just like a hurricane like there was (laughs) no getting on top of it I just had to like write it out I remember thinking I need women like I'm I felt like yes your dad was there yes the kids were there but I I I needed a woman there to just hold space and I remember that so clearly and I just desperately like just please let have her get here um and it wasn't fear that was bringing that up for me but I just was really craving to be held by another woman yeah that energy yeah and um Erin a good friend was on her way she didn't make it Mm -hmm. and then at that time my midwife was on her way they barely made it and you got there as a tray was crowning I think right before Right before so I got there probably so we got to the gate at around five and probably got to the campsite at like 5 15 so it was right before mm. yeah oh, the relief just having you <laughs> it was really like you came in and there was just like this glittery golden aura like you were this <laughs> angel you came in and I just felt so much relief and it wasn't that you had like we're gonna do anything to save me it wasn't like this like she's gonna rescue me from this it was just like I don't know it was just this the shift in energy Mm -hmm. really all it takes and that's what can be so powerful um in the support but I remember feeling and for I mean I wanted you to be there you know, for your brother and stuff, but, um, oh, the relief when you walked in that camper, <laughs> kind of, and you walked in, it was, um, 
yeah, there was just no hesitation or thought or, yeah, it was just confidence. And I think that that was really beautiful to witness as a mama too. For me? Yeah, like how there was no like, because when you walk into such a, such energy, especially a birthing woman, like you knew how to drop in without disruption and just get to what you needed to do. Like you knew immediately how to show up for me um, without me even really knowing how I, I just needed, like you became the anchor that I was craving in that birth. Yeah. Um, and I think that it's so beautiful to reflect on, especially as a mama, because it was, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> if you cry, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> You know, like as moms, we spend your whole life like holding you. And then all of a sudden my grown adult daughter was holding me as I, so I could completely surrender and fall apart. And that's just so beautiful and powerful. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so special to me in this like full circle. Mm -hmm. It was definitely yeah. really special. Like mm -hmm. just like during that like moment, like you could just feel the energy and it was something that like it was it was surreal it was crazy but yeah. I think that's one of my favorite memories of us mine too so yeah we're kind of leaving we're expecting everybody to know what happened but <clears throat> so it was so it was just before he was crowning um and I think I felt and I was like he's right there <laughs> <laughs> was total shock for me and even when I so I got up into a sitting position and I was kind of we were on the floor and I was hunched over you both of us on the floor and we have a picture that we'll share yeah. um and I, I I did not think he was coming with that contraction like even with the bearing down I did not think he was coming but um yeah really really intense wave and then I think I accidentally bit you as I was like yeah because you were like leaning over me and your head was like in my neck and I think it was when he was crowning you just bit like my neck <laughs> You just like bit down on my neck. I think like he as I was. <laughs> um. Yeah, and then so that's just out. how intense it was. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I remember. I don't remember biting you. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember like pushing into your neck as I was like bearing down. Um. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. But yeah, then he was born and and you were able, you were the first one to touch him mm -hmm. and pass him. Like it's, you can see you grab him and like immediately like. I think that like the, well, the midwife was behind you and he like came forward yeah. really without her touching and then I think 
I didn't touch him, but it just kind of like, he was in my lap. So he like came into my lap and you grabbed him. <laughs> wow. And he came, he was born um, at 5.55, which is wild. I was looking through um, old posts of his pregnancy and there was one that I made I think it was only like 22 weeks pregnant and it was, I was um, making a post about something I was offering on Halo there, Luna. And in the, the comment or uh, the caption, I had written how 555 was showing up so powerfully and so present um, at that time. And for those that aren't big on um, numerology, that's, symbolic to transition and change um yeah so he was born at 555 and yeah I think his labor and birth ended up being like 90 minutes from <laughs> first contraction to birth to the yeah, birth. yeah. um which isn't <laughs> I would rather have my seven hour labors and births than another 90 minutes that was, that was intense i thought four hours was intense but um he came out so quiet like not even a peep mm -hmm. not in a worrisome way but just how he his presence was my whole pregnancy i used to say all right. this. like he was he's so quiet like he's he'll give a little shimmy and dance and let me know he's okay but it was whenever I would drop in with him, like for birth. And it was just like, man, whatever you want. I'm here for the, I'm here for the ride. I'm here for the, the experience. Very saggy of him, Sagittarius. Which is but, so funny because now he is like the opposite. <laughs> yeah, now he's all, yeah. That fire energy definitely is here. Yeah. <laughs> he runs the show. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. And placenta came easy, no issues. I don't even know how long after. It was quick. Yeah. So how was that for you, that experience? Or just in witnessing your mom birth overall, how has that kind of evolved from witnessing a sibling being born as a little girl? Mm -hmm. or preteen to a woman a, an adult yeah I think I don't know there's not really much to say to it because whenever I was there and witnessing you even whenever I was 13 it just felt so normal there wasn't really anything around it it was just normal and I think that like birth has always been a little bit in my blood for like maybe without even realizing it yeah. but really early on like I remember being in like second grade and going to the library and asking the librarian for books on moms and babies and she had no <laughs> idea what I was talking about <laughs> I don't even, I don't think I even did but it just felt so normal to be there and I was with the first birth that I witnessed at 13, I think I was just taking it all in, mm -hmm. you know, 
And you speak to how, you know, whenever I was there, it just felt so natural and I knew exactly what to do. And I, I didn't even realize that. I didn't realize that I was doing exactly what you needed me to be yeah. doing. It was completely effortless. It was this, and maybe it is partly, you know, the red thread that we speak to and the kind of the title of the podcast, but the connection that you and I have, but it was also just you, your presence, your energy. Um, I think I could just feel the energy. Right. You can read the room and then show up for it accordingly. Yeah. But it's, and it's interesting too, because it wasn't the same as your two previous births that I've witnessed, you know, the energy Mm -hmm. is different. So yeah, it's just crazy how we can enter a space and just know intuitively how to support other women. Yeah. And how to show up and yeah. But I, yeah, I don't think that is comes so easily to all which has been an experience and for I think for lots of women as far as yeah. the birth keepers and so forth yeah which is I think that's why that choice on who you invite to your birth is truly if you're inviting anyone to your birth whether it's your partner or your daughter or a midwife or whoever even when you birth and invite me that's very very much so the very first um what's the word I'm trying to think of the intervention yeah because I affected this birth experience in a positive way Mm -hmm. doesn't like the same thing can happen for somebody in a negative way absolutely just as powerful to the birth right and and your energy yeah so true so that you speak to that this or I don't know his birth specifically but it kind of solidified your your passion for birth and wanting to make a career and kind of build your life around serving women Mm -hmm. and so let's talk about what you've been working on yeah so I think I always had it and I always thought that was such an like amazing thing and I would love to do that but it was never like I can do that (laughs) it was just like oh that's so cool like I love birth and I'm so passionate about all of these things and I'd hear people talking about birth and be like no that's like (laughs) like you know so but it took forever, it feels like, for it to finally click and be like, yeah. let me create something. Like, let me, like, channel this into something. And so, yeah, that's what I did and have been do doing. You think, do you think there was a little bit of hesitation in, like, really committing or kind of gaining that clarity in pursuing because it's something that I had been doing and I don't know, being like a teenager and being like, well, that's my mom does that. Or like, I just, like you kind of, oh. was there any work around that that you had to, because I've always wondered that, like, 
it being so similar like yeah um so no I that never came up for me that's the thing the one thing that did come up for me was I'm not a mom and I'm young and so who who would trust me or want me at their birth because I've never birthed myself and I'm really young so yeah I think that's the common one for sure for yeah. for birth workers in that position mm-hmm. which as a birthing mother to many for my position as a mother who was in birth work I have a lot that I have to a lot of moving moving pieces that I have to figure out and maintain and stay on top of whereas you can show up in a way for a woman that when I was in birth work could never because I was a mother always right so you have this like really awesome extra layer in how you can serve women and mothers. Yeah, and I think it's going to be I'm for me I'm really excited to see how my work changes and evolves as I go through each season of my life. Yeah. I and think about that I, so often. Yeah, I'm really excited that I get to experience all of it you know, because this is something mm-hmm. that I want to do forever. <laughs> so yeah, it's going to be really awesome to look back on even whenever I become a mother and look at the work that I'm doing now versus the work that I will do as a mother. And then the work that I'll do whenever I'm an elder that I did as a maiden and a mother. I think it's yeah. just so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I love that. It feels so special to be able to witness that. I also think it's going to be so amazing and beautiful, you know, me holding space for you during your birth and then you being able to be in that role at my birth. Yeah, that full circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. that's how that's how it this his birth felt was this this completion, this mm-hmm. we even did the red thread. Mm-hmm. Uh, right before yeah so it just feels very yeah it was very that time in his birth and it was very powerful it was to that huge transition even the 555 yeah it felt like it felt like a closing but still very much a continuation or like even like a confirmation of the direction we were heading but we just had to it was almost like like the new beginnings or when you're birthing something big or birth itself you have to go through that initiation mm-hmm. and I think the last two years for our fam- family um, has been that initiation for this new beginning that's now on the cusp and this I think what we'll see in this next year Mm -hmm. of kind of all of what's been brewing yeah yeah Yeah. it feels good to be on almost on the other side of that and kind of being able to piece together and make sense of what has felt so sticky and confusing and messy through this transition and yeah, so you offer right now, um, you're still in Germany mm-hmm. and you're going to be there for a few months longer. 
Yeah, a few more months, and then I'm going to be relocating to North Alabama, where you guys are. Yep. And I offer physiological birth support and postpartum support, as well as a virtual offering that it's really just designed to meet women wherever they are in their journey, whether that be preconception, pregnancy, postpartum. So yeah, it's really exciting. I love I'm that. To get back. I know, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. And they can, anybody who is interested in connecting with Kaylee, um, you're continuing to do one-on-ones as you virtual? Yeah, as of right now. I love that. I love that you're stepping into your work, this field of work as, as your mama is now kind of stepping out and retiring. I know, see, <laughs> like full circle. It is everything. It's so beautiful. I love it. But yeah, I, um, I thought I was going to kind of dip my toes back in for a little bit, but um, I don't think I'll be attending any more births or, um, yeah, the conscious conception. I might do spirit baby here and there, but I just feel like I did that for a long time and I'm ready for my next. I'm not sure what that looks like yet, but I'm okay with that too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we've talked about, you know, like even you being a backup sometimes if that yeah. feels good for you. Yeah, so, I'll always really work love. with, yeah, I'll always be working with women or, but I think, yeah, as far as birth work, as a career, that's on you, girl. <laughs> You're going to do great. I'm proud of you. Thank you. I'm proud of you too. Thanks. Did we just record our first podcast? I think so. <laughs>